Hey everybody, this is Mike from The Cut. Just want to let you know real quick that if you're hearing this message, you will not be hearing any music tracks during our episode. This is because you're not listening to us on Spotify. Only on Spotify can we play the music track. So if you're listening to us anywhere else, totally fine. Just want to let you know why there's no music. Now, without any further ado, let's get the show started. Welcome to The Cut with Mike and The Moosh. Glad you guys are here to join us for Unique Playlists and Comedic Banter. And uh, Moosh, you want to tell everybody what we're doing today? All right. A bang, bang, bang. Yeah. I switched. Uh, God damn it. <laughs> what's, what's your problem? I switched chairs to not have oh, the squeaking yeah. one, and all of a sudden this one squeaks. Well, you got the double, Sorry, double anyway. squeaky chairs. Just like last one. We, that sounds like a good like grunge band name, we, the Squeaky Chairs. The Squeaky Chairs. You know what we're doing this week? We're going we're to do something that I think we, we came up with a long time ago. We had this idea. It's like one of those stoner moments. We're like, you know what we should do, man? We should have an episode <laughs> yeah. that was like, what if we took all the one-hit wonders, but instead we just played the songs that no one listened to? <laughs> <laughs> like they're not hits. <laughs> yes. So this, is, this episode is titled... Uh, no hit wonders. No hit wonders. And, and that sounds like it could be indie, but that, that's not what it is. So yeah. yeah, we like we took the no hit wonder bands, the one hit, and wonder. I don't know about you, but I, huh? I said the one hit wonder bands. Oh, did I say no hit? You said no hit. Whoops. We <laughs> I, we took the one hit wonder bands and then found not a song that was not the one hit that they had, and I gotta say. Recently, this show is becoming work. Yeah. I had a horrible time with the 2010s, and then I got a little break when we did soundtracks, but, dude, you this know, was work. You know what's funny is, <laughs> it was work. This, this episode was a lot of work, and I listened to a lot of terrible songs. <laughs> terrible songs by terrible, oh, yeah. by, by, you know, a good one-hit wonder. Like, my list, I, I probably had... Again, 20, 30 artists that I'd kind of gone through. And I was like, yeah, okay, I can probably put that song. Or I, I, I might be able to find something with this artist. And it was, oh, man, it was a lot of trial and error. There was a lot of bad music where I was just like on Spotify <laughs> being like, nope, next, nope, next. Okay. Yeah, this okay. is the first nope, time. Nope, started singing. Nope, next. Like, <laughs> this is the first time that I had a list longer like my list was was so long which caused me like anguish as opposed to like in the 20 for the 2010s that we did i couldn't find enough that was difficult to find this i had like a range of bands to look into and shout out to my cousin for helping me out because i i had to i had to phone in a friend i called him and i'm like dude i know you i've heard you talk about being a fan of one hit wonder bands that I know to be one hit wonders, but you're a fan of the band. I need some. And like, like, and where I get this from is like, I've heard him talk about how much he loves Hoobastank, uh huh. which I know is part it, of your list today. Yeah. It's coming up. Uh, so I'm like, you gotta be the one to talk to. And he gave me like eight different bands. And I like, 
Then I had to dive into those bands. And I think yeah. out of his out of what he gave me, he gave me my final two. But oh my God, this was it was cool though, because there there's some stuff that I'll get that, that I'm gonna play that is that it's interesting that I didn't know, and I'm pretty sure a lot of people didn't know about some of these bands. Yeah, I'm excited. I didn't really because I got lost in so much bad music and I didn't really finish my list until today. I haven't had a chance to really dive in and do a whole lot of research. Um, but I do have some fun little um little stories that I can tell. <laughs> as time Sweet. goes on. <laughs> and here's what here's what we'll do with the bonus tracks on the oh, we gotta talk about bonus tracks. Oh yeah, that's a new discovery. So okay, it was just recently it recently was brought to Mayan and Moosh's attention that you as a profile on Spotify can only have 10 playlists publicly available at any given time. Wow. So all this time that we've been, I've been putting on all the work to package all these playlists and organize them and all that other crap. Yep. So I think the determination that we came to is we are just going to have the last 10 episodes up. I would also love if we could do our our top 10 like best playlist but that's going to be objective so the basically you got 10 weeks you got 10 weeks to listen to a playlist if you're listening to us on anything other than than uh uh spotify basically to go find that uh, to go find this up but what we're going to do for bonus tracks on this episode is uh put the five hits or the 10 hits from our picks mm-hmm. as the bonus tracks that way, because I mean, we can sit here and talk about which ones they are and I'm probably going to end up doing some impressions and butchering some things to try to get my point across, but you'll have <laughs> the actual track and we'll put them, we'll put them in order. So track 11 will be for track one, track 12 for track two, so on and so forth. Uh, and, uh, lastly, before we get into it, follow us on Twitter at the cut music one, send us an email to the cut music one at gmail.com. Follow the, the podcast on Spotify and the profile where the 10 playlists, most recent ones will be available at the cut music one. And that is the number one in all cases. Yeah. Now, Moose, usually yes. I ask you if you want to start this off, but right. I think I have, I think my, my pick I have like the number one, like what's a one hit wonder. Oh, it's this song by this band. And they sure chumba wumba. Oh yeah. I mean that that's the definition of one hit wonder, <laughs> right? Really is. So we, we have to start with them now. Sure. Obviously I'm, I'm, I'm excited. We're not, we're not playing uh tub thumping, nope. which is weird. Uh, and that's, I get knocked down, but I get up again. You're never going to be. It's that song, right? Mm-hmm. But we're not playing that. We're playing a song called Mary Mary. Mary it's interesting. We'll listen this. to it, and then, then, I'll, then I'll, go over, I'll go over a few things. Here we go. And now. Okay. <laughs> go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> All right. That, uh, that was a lot to swallow right there. So... <laughs> No, I'll say now that we alienated the rest of them, now that we have no more listeners for the rest of the podcast, now, if you made it through that, you, oh my gosh, you are a godsend. You are just, you know what? You're the MVP if you made it through that track. I, I, I think the listeners that are on any anything other than Spotify or Anchor right now are probably happy they didn't just hear that. So yeah. 
but it was interesting. There's some there's some musicianship in there. What's crazy is that wasn't the the like the front man from from Tub Thumping. That mm-hmm. was the pissing the night away. That was that that woman. And so there are all right. So there are British like pop pop punk band but at the same time they were they were like very politically charged they were formed in 1982 really like yes and, and this song mary mary is off of the tub thumper um album that came out in 1997 and like one of the things that i noticed diving into a lot of chumbawamba which <laughs> i mean I, I I feel full just thinking about it. It sounds I don't know. It sounds like food. It sounds like a chum bucket. Like every time we say chumbawamba, yeah. I think of a chum bucket, like just a bucket full of like dead fish. Dead parts. fish. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, they they were they started chumming the waters uh, yeah. in, in 1982. And just to give you guys like a, an example of when we talk about a one hit wonder, so. Tub thump, a tub, th- a tub thumper has 160 million plays on Spotify. This song, not only can you not pull up the lyrics for it on Spotify, it's not even <laughs> set up for that. It's got 775k, and from coming out in 1997 off of a major album, that's that's not only that one song was a hit, but. A few sort of interesting things is as I was diving into them, they have a lot of songs that are just harmony and like piano and other shit. Like doesn't sound anything like what I just played, anything like pissing the night away. And uh, Alice Nutter, the the singer that was there, I mean, she, she's like a, a a writer and does theater and stuff and has been at the, um, uh, it's in Westchester, the, um, the, the Leeds playhouse and, but here's the thing. I couldn't find really anything about this song. It, it is apparently about religion uh, forcing women to feel awkward or ashamed about sex. And this is like a, a fuck you to that idea. Interesting. But what's, what's crazy, dude, not to get sexual, but they oh, got a tiny fun. wiki. Oh, they got a hey, little it's not, wiki. It's not the size of the wiki. It's how you, <laughs> you know, what you learn from it. I didn't learn much. So not a whole lot of motion <laughs> in the ocean either. Like surprisingly for a band that was around since 1982 and they broke up in, oh God, uh, I think they broke up in 2012, like on their 30th anniversary, <laughs> they had like a three night concert. And after 30 years, they finally like went Chumbawamba is no more. There are no more waters are getting chum. <laughs> ran out of chum in the chum bucket. <laughs> you ran out of chum. Wow. Yeah. That, but that I is... would, Moosh, I'd sort of recommend that you look into them. I think, I think I heard some stuff. And actually, there's a few songs on my playlist today where I was kind of like, I think Moosh is going to like this. And I think the stuff that they have that's nothing like what we just heard is something you would actually be into. No, when you when this song, I've never heard this track before, Mary Mary by Chumbawamba. And when it first started playing, I was like, wait, Mike chose this? Like, this is your playlist? Like, this sounds like something I would find because I love like that early, like techno, EDM, like heavy synthesizers. And I was like, this almost has like, like, I feel like um, the Prodigy sampled that same noise and then just like did stuff to it. Like it kind of had that same feel. They took their tiny wiki to it. Put it, they, they took the tiny wiki and they just, you know, added the synthesizer. 
No, that was that was strange. It was super not what I was expecting by Jumbo Wamba. Nothing I listened to from them was what I was expecting. But like I said, I I heard some stuff that I was just like, you know, Moose should probably like this shit. Yeah, it's yeah. It definitely piqued my interest. I'm into it. <laughs> so I'll give it. I'll definitely give that a go. Um. Yeah. Where are we going next? You know when we when did this come out? What year did that Mary Mary? Ninety seven. Ninety seven. Oh okay. yeah, yeah, ninety-seven. It's on the same album. As I was gonna say, I don't have any. I don't have any picks from the nineties. I do have an eighties pick because when I was going through the list, like I went through like um, uh, Wikipedia to kind of make sure I had songs that qualified as one-hit wonders. Because there yeah. were songs that were like, oh, this song was huge, and then it was like it blew up elsewhere, and then they had another song that you know came out a couple decades later not technically one hit wonders. I was going off the top 40 charts of the United States. Yeah. Um, we all know Rick Astley. We've all been Rick rolled before and audience. I'm, I'm going to tell you, I'm not going to Rick roll you now, although that would be hilarious. And I'm tempted to do it just for the meme. Uh, in 2018, I believe is this, wait, wait, what song did I choose? <laughs> I'm glad you you always come prepared. I typically don't. Yes, it's 2018. 2018. I was right. Okay. It was the song. Yes. 2018. 2018. Rick Astley. What year? 2018. Oh. Rick Astley. Okay. Famous for his new wave pop music in the 80s. Has, and I hope my audience agrees, has a very interesting voice. And this song called Better Together is... I think it's beautiful. I think this is when I heard when I listened to this album, I was like, oh, he has some new shit. Let's check it out. And I started diving into it. I was like, dude, every song was like blowing me away that this was Rick Astley, that this is still, you know, never going to give you up. And I was like, this, this is not the same guy. Let's play. This is great. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Dude, like completely different than what I was expecting because I was like, oh, Rick Astley, this will be funny. I'm going to listen to, like, his first album, his second album, like, the couple of hits he had. Like, he had, of course, you know, the one-hit wonder, but he had a few other songs that were, you know, popular but never really hit the charts that well, like um, Together Forever, Whenever You Need Somebody. Like, those got radio play but weren't, you know, top 40 hits. Mm-hmm. And I was like, okay, these all sound kind of what I was expecting. Like it was, you know, the mid eighties and what have you. And then I was like, oh, he's got some new shit. And I started listening to it. And I was like, dude, this is like his latest, like that 2018 album, like blew me away. And I know he's been in the, in the light recently with Dave Grohl. Like he went up on stage and Dave Grohl, like Rick rolled his audience. <laughs> like, yeah. I think, I think that was in like 2018 or 2019 or Sometime before, I think it was pre-pandemic when all that happened. I don't have the exact date. Um, But yeah, I mean, him and Dave Grohl are like good buds. He covered uh, Everlong, which was pretty decent. Rick Astley did. Which I thought that was good. So, it's fun. It's fun. It's weird that this generation, like, we have two ways to separate time. We have 9-11 and we have pandemic. pandemic. Yeah. (laughs) It's, It's weird. We... We, we, and this has popped in my head. We have uh, Miley Cyrus and Hannah Montana. Oh, yeah, yeah, as well. Which you and I just listened to 
her cover of um, Forever Seven. Is it called Forever Seventeen originally mm. by Stevie Nicks, and hers her version is called Forever Midnight. Is that what that I th- was? I th- I th- I th- uh, uh, it wasn't a yes. it wasn't a cover. It was like a remix rendition. Yeah, it was because yeah, I don't think Stevie Nicks was on the track. It was kind of she took Stevie Nicks original recordings. And yeah, like mix it in. Oh, there. Edge. I, I, yeah, yeah. Edge of seventeen. Her Miley's is Edge of Midnight. That's what it is. That's right. That makes more man, sense. man, dude, fantastic. Anyway, uh, this yeah, though, like I said, she's growing on me, Miley Cyrus. Uh, dude, I already ha- I've had that tumor, and it's not going to remission. Miley grew on me a long time ago. Um, nice. But Rick asked that. That's not what I was expecting. And like, what I was thinking of is, I was like, I would love to hear a duet of this song. Of Rob Thomas singing the verses okay. and Justin Timberlake doing the bridge and the choruses. I don't know why. But That's what it reminded me of. And I think that if the two of them collabed and like Rob, did Rob Thomas even a thing anymore? Does he I haven't heard of him in ages. They're on tour. I'm seeing them in like two months. Next month. Next month? I think. Really? I can't I get him and and Evanescence's concert mixed up. I yeah, I have Evanescence. And then in one week, I have Shania and Matchbox 20. I got, I got Matchbox on, a, on Wednesday and Shania on Friday. Holy shit. You're a busy, you're a busy boy going to all these I concerts. know, dude. I'm sitting here waiting out for Paramore to come up to the, the Pacific Northwest with, her, with their new album tour. Hmm. Oh, mm-hmm. yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. But, th- dude, this was great. I really enjoyed that. Better together. Yeah. That was that was great. And honestly, not, at first, not at all what I was expecting. At first, when I saw Better Together, I was like, "Oh, did he cover Jack Johnson?" <laughs> no, no, he did not. <laughs> <laughs> well, the voice he uses in in the Everlong cover, though, would be interesting to listen to him cover Jack Johnson with that voice. Yeah, because <laughs> it almost like he doesn't. Different. He doesn't sound like Eddie Vedder, but like the way he pronounces his words has that Eddie Vedderness to it. Huh. It's, I don't know how to explain I, it. I didn't catch that. I did her, not pick her, up on, I didn't pick up on that at all. It's, it's weird. That's how, I don't know. That's, that's how I heard it. But, uh, so m- moving on another, uh, another one for me from the nineties, mm-hmm. Dishwalla. Dishwalla sings that song. Um, tell me all your thoughts of God. That song. That was their big hit. Okay. It's it's called Counting Blue Cars. Is the name is the name of that their their big hit. I don't think I And I I'm sure I have. I just I've never associated it with a with a band. It, it's been it's been on the radio, Yeah. but on Spotify it's got 41.5 million listens. Oh shit. All right. So it's that, definitely no, a no, hit. No, no, no. No, dude, but Chumbawamba has 160 million <laughs> with, <laughs> with their hit. I mean, we're going we're going way down. Yeah. All right. And the song that I chose now uh I, I gotta say, I this is another band that I had to deep dive into because I'm because I was listening to it. And I'm like, I really like this tone, and as I started listening to a lot of their stuff, I was like, there, I didn't hear one thing that I didn't like. But hmm. I was trying to like think of the the flow of the playlist that we that we're doing on the episode today, and that's why I didn't choose one of the slow moving harmonic. Uh, songs from like Chumbawamba or even a few of these ones that I heard, but uh, Dishwalla, Angels or Devils off of uh, Opaline, which is an album that came out in 2002. So like after they were like really 
famous for for mm-hmm. the uh, Counting Blue Cars. This song has a whopping seventy eight thousand listens. Oh wow, you went deep cut. But it, sh- dude, it should have more. And okay. I hope you agree. Okay. All right. All right. Here we go. Yeah. I really enjoyed that. Dude, everything I listened to kind of sounded like that. And that song sounds very similar to Counting Blue Cars. Like, it, it, they they have a style. And even though Counting Blue Cars came out in the 90s, this is 2002, it, they, they seem to, like, have their formula. Yeah. Yeah, and I'm, I'm surprised I that that wasn't a bigger, like you said, that I'm surprised that wasn't a bigger hit. Um, or e- it, even it even me, on Spotify. Even on Spotify, yeah, yeah, yeah. It reminds yeah. me a bit of like, there's like a, a, a flavor of Oasis in there. A little there's, bit. There's a, a hint of like early Coldplay. Mm-hmm. Um, a little bit of, I'm sure there's there's another like, late 90s early 2000s like that millennium sound there i don't think this song had come out yet it, it might have but like the the melody of the chorus sort of reminded me of five for fighting like uh the da, 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 like that mm. that superman song whatever the hell that song is called so like but what i loved was like his highs his highs were great and i love hearing naturally baritone singers like pull off some of that stuff and like the ooing at the end. I don't know. Yeah. I loved it. I'm going to listen to more fucking dish wallet. I've, they're a nineties band that sort of escaped me outside of their, their, their big single that, that was on. I do remember it being on the radio a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, no, that was, mm. yeah, I, I was great. I, yeah. I'm definitely, I've, I don't, I've never heard of this band before, which blows my mind. Like it's one of those, I feel like that's what makes a one hit wonder. A lot of the times, like a true like definition of one hit wonder is just like, hey, remember that one song that came out? It was really popular that one time. Like I tried putting on like LMFAO on our list, but they had like three hits and I was blown away they by did? that. Yeah. I'm believe it or not, shocked. they had three top 40 hits. And so they're not technically a one hit wonder, but they were a fad. Like they came in, they yeah, blew they away, they overtook every radio station every like you go out to dinner you go to the mall you go to the you know you're, you're at the gap for whatever reason and they just have like wiggle 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 yeah or whatever their <laughs> fucking songs were like i don't remember all their songs like it was just kind of a blink of an eye i don't think that was them but it, it was still it works certainly was it, oh it was it was certainly okay then was. that was that was the other hit because i only know that the, i like the car rats like that that's the only the the <laughs> the fucking kia commercial yeah and i'm so glad that i can't think of how that song goes oh because because unfortunately it's for a week unfortunately it's catchy but it's a horrible fucking song so i hated it so much like there's like it's it's amazing to me that i remember that they were called lmfao simply because it's an acronym that we use right yes so like other bands that have these hits especially ones that kind of bleed in through the decades that are still on radio and you're just like yeah, what band is that? What song even is that? Like the only so, reason I know Blur is because of Song <laughs> Two, which is because of Gorillas. We talked about that before, yeah. and that's a one-hit wonder. Not on my list. Now, but, you you have heard their hit, right? This Wallace hit that I was talking about. I again, this is that what brings us up. This whole conversation is maybe 
probably I have. If you, I'm sure if we played that song or when I listen to it after the show, I'll be yeah. like, oh, yeah, duh, obviously, I've heard that. Again, walking through the mall or, you know, stranded somewhere. <laughs> I don't know. Well, like, I mean, on, on, I, in all honesty, if you're listening to the radio in the 90s, like, and all I listened to in the 90s was my local alternative station. Yeah. R.I.P. Oh, yeah. 93.1. For me, it was K-Rock well, all day. <laughs> Uh, and like this song was on a lot and like the other, the other nineties band that I was going to go for And because I finished my list, they were the last ones I added because I finished my list. I didn't look for them, but somebody, some band sings a song called kiss the rain. And I just, that, that song crept into my, my head when I was thinking about bands to look up and I'm yeah. like, okay, I, I have this weird memory and I still don't even know how the song goes. I just know it's called kiss the rain. And I used to think it was like, I don't, I don't know who the fuck it was. So I never looked it up. I'll have to look that up yeah. and figure out who the fuck they were. There's people but, in their car driving across country right now listening to the show. And they're like, Kiss the Rain is by this band, you idiots. And we're like, yeah, we're sorry. We are idiots. Wh- wait, what was the band name we came up with at the beginning of the show? The Creaky. Oh, the, the Squeaky Chairs. The squeaky it's by chairs. the Squeaky it's Chairs. Squeaky God chairs. damn <laughs> the squeaky chair you know, say kiss of, the rain it of, was the voice of a generation for like two months <laughs> <laughs> i was gonna say speaking of of the 90s that my squeaky chair you know what was one of my first and i'm i'm embarrassed honestly to share this information with our with our audience one of the first cds i ever bought or de- demanded or really asked my father to buy me was hansen Remember Hanson? Little three oh, brothers bro. with their mm, bop, dee, ba, da, ba, dee, You could have kept that to yourself. I could have. But the reason I bring it up is because I was like, Hanson, <laughs> that's, that's a one hit wonder. They had that mm, bop, and that was it. But I remember You felt enjoying, like you had too much respect in life. Right. I remember <laughs> so. enjoying songs by them. Like I had the full, like that whole album. And I remember there were songs on that album that I loved as, a, you know, what? How old was I in 97? I don't know. A 10-year-old, a 9-year-old. Old enough to know better. Old enough to know better, but <laughs> not smart enough to know better. Um, and so I was like, I'm going to listen to this album. I'm going to go through these tracks and kind of go down memory lane of being in elementary school, listening to this, this, this CD. And they were all bad. Oh, my God. I'm so embarrassed. Yeah, they, they were. They were so bad. I listen to it now, not- like today. And I was like, no, no. Why, now, why I know I got this? a few years on you. Yeah. But you should have known better. I should have known better. And for that, I uh, apologize. Hanson is not better together. No. <laughs> <laughs> they need to be Rickrolled. Actually, I think they were. Oh, and, and just a point of clarification. Like, some of, the, some of these bands on here, this, is, uh, this list is not, does not mean that the band didn't have other singles. Right. It just means they had one hit. Like, like I said, if you get 40. a hit. Yeah. 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 If you get a hit, you are guaranteed to get another single. The record label will give you another single. Uh-huh. But if you can't capitalize on that fucking hit, you're done. So just before before we have to hear any bullshit on Twitter or anywhere else, just wanted to clarify that. So, Moosh, yep. what's up next? Okay. In I, I brought this this uh this up before on the show when I was at the uh was it the Hollywood Los Angeles Weenie Roast? That concert was at 2010, 2009 that I went. Okay. Right? Um, one of the bands, oh. one of the bands that was there was Devo. And I was like, Devo? No shit. Devo. They were back from the 80s. Like, I remember Devo. Like, Whip It. That's their big number dun, one dun, track. Dun, dun, dun. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Um, they had 
a single that they were pushing on this new album that came out in 2010 um, off of Something for Everybody, which, you know, take that as you as you will, with a grain of salt. Um, <laughs> this song's called Fresh, which was their single off of this album, which I fell in love with in 2010. Really? Yeah. I love this track. I thought it was such... I, I was like, I was ready for new wave and that 80s pop to come back into the mainstream. It lasted about a week. <laughs> <laughs> this is right, Fresh by see. Diva. You know what I'm noticing? Like, none of the songs that we're playing are popular enough to have the lyrics feature on Spotify. <laughs> <laughs> like, so far, none of none of none, that little microphone symbol has not popped up oh, yet because I'm that's wondering. So true. I don't know what the hell he was saying during that. Oh my gosh! I, you know what's funny too is during that show because it was at a uh, it wasn't like a Devo concert. It wasn't like they weren't the headliners. They were just there at a festival. But when they were going to go up on stage. And I was sitting in the audience because I was excited for Devo because I love the 80s. There was maybe a hundred people in the stands. Wow. It was depressing. But they handed out those little um, Devos known for like their uh, pyramid head type. No, their pyramid hats things. Yeah. And they handed out blue ones uh, when I think originally they had like the red ones or whatever. The red ones, yeah. Yeah, yeah. But they handed out little blue ones and I got one of those and I was rocking it. I was like, yeah, I'm excited for Devo. And they played you know, their <laughs> hits. They played their classics. Their hit and their other I'm classics. I imagining this 5,000 seat like little amphitheater or whatever mm-hmm. and there's a hundred people scattered out with these little blue pyramid heads. 100% <laughs> accurate. And it wow. was depressing. It was very, I mean, at the time I was like, why is no one else excited for this? And like, I was so pumped. And no it was one just wants like, to whip it good? <laughs> God damn it. Yeah. Everyone stayed for that one song and then like, oh, well, there's another band playing over here. Another band playing over here. Or it's LA and it's fucking hot outside. So I'm going to get some, you know, $12 beers. <laughs> Jesus. Yeah. That uh, was, uh, that was, that was, wow. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm um. Mm-hmm. It, that sounds like a fun song for a concert. It's, it, it's. I've tra- said this before. What I liked about it was it's traditionally Devo. Like it sounds like when you yes, hear that, does. you're like, oh, this is Devo. Yes, it does. Yeah. And I find myself thinking the same thing that I've said about plenty of your picks over over the the episodes here. Like I can appreciate it while I'm sitting here listening to it, but I never know what kind of mood I would need to be in <laughs> to want to listen to it. You know, but <laughs> what I'll say that listening to like 80s pop, new wave and rock, like usually if I'm having just a shit day, I'll be like, you know what? Fucking Mondays. Am I right, Garfield? And he's like, I Mondays. <laughs> and I'm like, I know. And then I just put on like an 80s playlist. Bam. Mood. Pollard. Like so much better. Much better. mood. Wow. Now. You should listen to 80s while you're playing Rocket League. <laughs> we haven't we haven't tried that yeah yeah uh, all right well um okay i'm moving on to the plain white tees oh no hey there delilah oh my gosh you hate the way he sings i yep. can i can already hear it like you've complained yep. about that whiny scrawny mm-hmm. like no emotion type of sing. You know, I remember when I heard Delilah for the first time a long time ago, or maybe I heard it 
Yeah. The first time I heard it after meeting you, uh-huh. I thought to myself, and I actually said to my wife, we were driving in the car, and we were, we were driving by Packview Mall in Ventura. Uh-huh. I remember uh-huh. this specifically. And that song came on the radio, and I looked at my wife, and I said, you know who could murder this song vocally and sound just like this person? And she went, moosh. And I went, yeah, totally. You know what? I think I remember you telling me this at one point I did. when the song was popular. And you told me you sang it. Before. I have. I have. Yeah. I've yeah. done it at karaoke before. <laughs> Jesus. And then the breath control that that song takes, like the, the lines are so long yeah, in that fucking obnoxious. song. Uh, and like, Hey There Delilah is a great, it's a, it's a good song. Like that's a solid, like that deserves to be a, a you know, top hit. But, uh, and it is with uh, 891 million plays on Spotify. Oof. I was hoping that you would choose one, two, three, four which is like another single they had, which drives me up a wall. I hate that song. Like it's, it's catchy. And I always sing like the harmony parts to it when it's on like a radio. Like if I'm out somewhere, I'm like, I'm like, I hear it. I'm like, Oh yeah, this is a song. And then I'm like, I get excited. Cause I, I know the song and I'm listening. I'm like, God, this is a terrible song. <laughs> what song are you so playing So a good us, example though? of having a single, but not a hit. Yeah. So I, I went, I went, I dove into their catalog and I didn't like a lot of their music because I, the, the lyrics were pissing me off. Uh, <laughs> I hate direct lyrics in the same way that I hate direct dialogue in film, TV shows, whatever. I'll give yeah. you an example. We were watching, uh, there's a new show on, or a new uh, movie on Netflix I don't remember what it's called, but it's got Ashton Kutcher and Reese Witherspoon in it. Uh, oh, I have heard about that. I haven't seen it yet. Don't. Don't. Oh. It's awful. So, oh, really? So from the improv days, do you remember what Crow is? Uh, no. Okay, so Crow in, in improv or in writing or anything else is uh-huh. character, relationship, oh. objective, uh, yeah. where, and emotion, right? Uh-huh. This movie did such a horrible job of being so direct about it that within 15 minutes, I couldn't take it anymore. And I, I, I told my wife, I'm like, you can keep watching this, but I can't. It's driving me fucking crazy. It's like, hey, are you going to come out to New York? And it's like, oh, my God, you haven't changed a bit. You remember back at that time when I said this and you jumped up and blah, 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 and then everywhere, and then mice were all over the place and we got evicted from the motel room? Like, just stupid, dumb, un- not, just no creativity whatsoever. Okay, <laughs> now. like a Family Guy flashback. Yeah, a little bit. <laughs> so, okay, so. These mice. <laughs> <laughs> that motel had roaches this reminds me of that time the mice evicted the roaches from the motel room i got a knife to relate it to the plain white tees uh-huh. uh as i was diving through their discography uh their lyrics sucked they weren't poetic at all um and they were very much like anti-women like really o- almost blatant like not like fuck women not, not not like flat out or anything like that but just like every song was about how evil women are and i'm like, like I, I don't know what the opposite of the feminist is but <laughs> <laughs> right so um i found the one love song other than hey there delilah that they that they wrote and this 
is off of uh, Wonders of the Younger, which came out in 2010. This song was palatable for me. Could you? There we go. Could, what? Okay. I was going to say, could you, uh, in, the, in the playlist, throw on one, two, three, four? I want to, li- I want to watch you listen to this song. One, two, three, four. It I mean, is, we can do it after. It's terrible. <laughs> okay. I'm sure, I'm sure it is. Maybe I heard it and just don't remember going through it. But for now, for now, let's go with uh, Killer off of their 2010 album. All right. You know, I, I was sitting here watching you teeter between, eh, to like, no. <laughs> I, if I was the drummer, and I'm not a drummer, but if I was, if a drummer, I was the drummer, if I was a drummer to this shitty band, I would have quit after recording this song because it was just like, and I was like, okay, well, that's okay. That's so what that's, here's that's a, what he's doing the whole time for what? Oh, it's only two and a half minutes long. Yeah, it's only, it yeah. felt like, fuck it. I felt like I was sitting here for six and a half minutes, dude. Like, I, I felt like I was like, oh, this is a six and a half minute song. Maybe I'll go get some groceries this time. Like, <laughs> so, all right, oh, my right. god. Here, here's, what, here's what I'll say about it, okay? Uh-huh. I, I already said it was very difficult because even though I had a ton of bands to look into, it was getting, it was a daunting task yeah. to try to find stuff. So when I found this song, the only reason I think this song isn't bad is because I could totally... And I was, and I'll get to, I'll get to how this makes sense in a sec. But while I was listening to the song, I'm like, I could see this over, over film footage for a trailer or okay. opening credits yeah. or something like that. It, but that's, it's all because of the stomp and the clap. Yeah. Like that was huge in movie trailers for a okay, long okay. fucking time. Okay, Mike, Mike. Okay. Okay, Mike. <laughs> um, do you remember, ugh, you don't watch a lot of indie films. There was an indie film. I watch indie films. Do you? Okay. Yes. Hey, my bad. There's... Oh, now I can't remember this, the movie. There was an indie film, right, that came yes. out around... What, did you, what, what year did you say this came out? 2010? 10, yeah. Oh, I want to say it came out in like 2007 or 2008. There was an indie film. Uh, let me look up the title of that indie film while I talk about it. But this feels like it could be that. Uh, like, it would be, like, in that film. Uh, Wrist Cutters. Have you yep, seen that? Nope. I have not. A wrist Cutters. A Usually when I watch an independent film, it's international. Oh. I don't this see was, a lot of American. Yeah, this was American. This one, um, it came out in 2006, Wrist Cutters, A Love Story. I saw it in the theater. Um, and it had uh, Tom Waits played in it. Like, oh, he, wow. was, he was a character. And he played an angel, which was interesting. He's certainly a character. He is certainly a character. Um, it wasn't a huge. The budget was one million, and in the box office, it grossed four hundred fifty-four thousand. So, uh, wow! And it was eighty-nine <laughs> minutes long, so it was pretty short. But I, it's yeah. it's a great film. It's a I love the idea of like this purgatory type of uh, universe that they they create. But this song feels like it could definitely be in that because there's a lot of like road trip. Um, yeah, in it. Um, yeah, no, I, I, that's the only reason I thought this song would work. And wh- what was funny was uh, when I started looking into it a bit further. So, uh, again, just to give a spread mm-hmm. 891 million plays for Delilah, 943,000. So, yeah. under a million for this one. Like, 
damn. So, uh, Tom, uh, Higginson, Higginson. Yeah. Tom Higginson, who is a lead singer. Um, he said that this, this song has a quality that plain white tees never gets to. They can never reach this quality. So that's yeah, how he felt about the song. I'll and he said, say, Oh, go ahead. I, I was, and he said, this could go in a Tarantino movie. And I kind of uh, see it. I don't know about Tarantino, but it, dude, this would go perfect. Not in Pulp Fiction, not in Inglorious Bastards. Right, right, right. But once upon a time in Hollywood, this song would fit perfectly. Okay. I would say because Plain White Tees, before, even before Hey There, Delilah, they were more of like an emo type band. Like they had more like uh, alternative post-punk type of sound to them. Right. Like Hey There, Delilah was like an outlier of what they actually sound like. And then they're like, oh, well, we got to hit with this, you know, acoustic song. Let's make more acoustic songs. And yeah. it all went downhill. Um, <laughs> one band I do want to mention, because I brought up wrist cutters is this uh, punk band, sort of punk band, called Gogol Bardello. And I've seen them live. And they are a fucking riot, dude. They're so much fun. <laughs> and if there's any Gogol Bardello fans in the audience that are listening, they're like, dude, you know Gogol Bardello? I was like, yeah, let's hook up. Let's get on Twitter. Let's start communicating. Because everybody needs to wear purple, if you know what I'm saying. That's, that's, a, that's a reference. So I, I figured as much. Got that off my chest. <laughs> <laughs> okay all right what's next um all right i've got three more picks do we want to uh, i'm gonna i've got two sad songs and one crazy song what do you think what, what are we what are we feeling right now do we want to continue this mood play, of... play no no play 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 your sad song because i got a palate cleanser i got two i have two palate cleansers as my last two picks okay 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 Okay, Mike. Mike, okay. Uh, let's do Hosier. Hosier, of course, everyone knows Take Me to Church. That song's huge. One of my favorite songs, to be honest with you. Yep. Take Me to Church, great track. Great song. Um, yep. I discovered Hosier from Tiny Desks. We brought up NPR Tiny Desks before. Love it. Mm-hmm. Um, this is one of the songs he played on Tiny Desks called Cherry Wine. I didn't know how dark this song was until today because I was reading the lyrics. So let's play it. Cherry Wine by Hosier. And we'll discuss afterwards. All right. So I know this is a live performance, but was he performing live at Botanical Gardens? No. So So I just heard a lot of birds. (laughs) Which is great. Oh, my God. The birds are perfect. Like, I love that there were birds in the background, and it wasn't intentional. It is a live performance. It's the only recording he has of it, uh, besides, like, NPR. Uh, or like other literal live performances, but on his record, um, he has it's it's he was shooting his first like press photos at an abandoned hotel in Ireland that had caught on fire at one point. Uh, upon arrival, the building possessed caved-in roof and walls covered in graffiti with cherry ri- uh, cherry wine uh, written on the side, which he kind of then made the song inspired helped inspire the song um he went onto the roof of this building which i do not recommend on a building that is starting to cave in completely unsafe osha would not approve um (laughs) and he's sitting on the top he has everything set up and he starts recording the song um and of course the song is the perspective of a man in an abusive relationship 
while his love endures through abusive episodes and a culture that enables them, Hosier stated that it is a love song about the awful parts of love that gets across the difficulty of facing up to domestic violence. Wow. So it's it's like really dark, really deep, but it's it kind of shines a light on you could still have love for somebody even though they don't treat you right. Like there's still like this weird perception and this culture that allows, oh, but I love this person, but they're abusing you and they're not treating you the way you deserve to be treated. And it kind of shows that perspective. And it's a beautiful song. I love like, you know, the birds chirping in the background, kind of showing like, hey, there's beauty here, even though you're, you know, open fist or closed hand or whatever. Yeah. Hmm. It, it, it makes me think of, and, and uh, the, the show is probably over with this first season by the time this episode comes out because we're nearing the end, but uh, the Last of Us series uh, where Neil Druckmann said that the whole point of this show, I don't know if it was his point with the storyline of the game, but really the whole point with this show was to show, was to like uh, elaborate on how love is not always a good thing. Love is dangerous. Yeah. Which is the imagery of, spoiler alert, uh, what happens to Tess. Yeah. How, how they changed what happened to her from, from the game. Like, um, and, uh, and that love's yeah. not always a great thing. Yeah, without any spoilers, the entire Last of Us series, video game one and two, and the series, I have loved every moment of it. Like, oh, my God. All-time favorite story. Nick like, Offerman better get a fucking Emmy. And if you're not watching, like, I get it if you're not a gamer and you haven't played yeah. Last of Us 1 or 2. Oh, I will say, hands down, Last of Us 2, greatest game ever made. Fuck you. Fight me. It has, no. it has to come out once per episode. Fight me. I don't give a fuck what he <laughs> says. Oh, I didn't like that they made me do the fuck off. Enjoy the experience. Enjoy I, yeah. being a horrible person and watching this, this character that you've fallen in love with that you knew since she was just so innocent turn into a terrible person. Oh. Enjoy it. Okay. Bask in that shit. Anyway, I, I love, I get it. If you're not into yeah. video games, love but it. if you ain't watching the last of us TV show, I don't know what you're doing with your life. Yeah, figure it out. Figure it out, bud. Figure it out, bud. Get it together. Anyway, you're saying? Um, I loved that there was such controversy for Last of Us 2 video game when it came out. Like, when loved people, it. like, yeah. all, the, all the people that were playing it, big, you know, um, YouTube sensation, YouTube, like, uh, influencers or whatever you call them, like, creators, content creators, like, there was people that were going polar opposites. Mm-hmm. And seeing that, and not having not absorbing spoilers, but just absorbing reactions to the game. Yeah. I was I went into it and I was like, what's that part? Why are they so angry? What are they upset oh, yeah. about? And I was like, is it this part? Maybe. Probably. And then I got further. And I was like, is it this part? Probably. Maybe. And then I beat the game and I was like, how is anybody upset about this? This is a beautiful. I mean, I mean you're upset. Let's let's you're, not. No, yeah, yeah. You know, you're up. You're up. There's parts you're crying. Of you, there's parts of you that are broken. Like, yeah perspectives that you once had shattered feelings that you once had for various characters shattered and then rebuilt. Like, oh my gosh. I love that story. That is yeah. the best, the best story. There, there's no other story written video game book or television or movie uh, like any media. Yeah. This, yeah. this is the story to, to learn, to read, to watch. 
beautiful. Yeah, it's amazing. And to tie it to music, because that's what we do, oh. uh, they did for Linda Ronstadt what um, Stranger Things. Kate Bush. Yeah. Had, yeah, had with Stranger, with Stranger Things. Things. Bush. Absolutely. Yeah. And that's fantastic. And I mean, Mike, and here's the thing, like, you don't even need to watch the whole show. You could watch episode three with Nick Offerman and be totally fine. Oh, all by itself. Yeah. It's like its own short film. I've actually shown people, I was like, hey, go on to HBO, watch just episode three. Like, it's fine if you don't like zombie, quote unquote. I know they're not zombies. They're infected. I know. But for the mass public. Go watch yours. You know, it's, it's about a zombies and all that stuff. Apocalypse, everything else, whatever. Who cares? Watch episode three. It is the most beautiful love story. It's yeah. what, 90 minutes? Like, it's almost the length of a movie. Like, it's an and hour with, and a half almost. And with Nick Offerman. Nick Offerman? Oh. oh Nick too. Oh. My, favorite, my favorite fucking line from him from Parks and Rec was when he gets shot. And Rashida Jones, her character's trying to calm him down because she's a nurse. And she's like, I'm going to need you to calm down, Ron. And he's like, I prefer to stay angry. I find it relaxes me. <laughs> <laughs> All right, anyway, moving on. Moving on. I got to I gotta thank Brad for this one. And Brad was supposed to be on the show tonight. Yeah, But on his very first that? day, he called in sick. Jesus Christ. Oh he called in sick. He, 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 he's, he doesn't have COVID. He knows that. 50 but points he's got a really bad cold. <laughs> I don't know what house he's part of. I've been playing that Harry Potter game that came out, the Hogwarts Legacy. Uh, I'm all about Hogwarts right now. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> so anyway, uh, yeah, may, may, hopefully next week we'll, we'll, we'll have Brad on the show. But I got to give Brad um, uh, a shout out for this because he told me to listen to this album, mm-hmm. uh, which is called The Crash of 47. Uh, and it's by a band called Adam Ship. Okay. Came out in 2004. I think Brad actually mentioned uh, this band while while he was on uh, the New Year's episode. Okay. Um, what was their what uh, was their their one hit wonder? Uh, it was uh, their one hit wonder was called Pencil Fight. I don't recall. Yeah. Uh, but dude, this band, this whole album is no joke. And it's, it's got a pretty tragic backstory, but we'll save that for after. So okay. right now, sure. off of their only album, The Crash of 47, Adam Ship, this is Mothra. All right, first off, thank, oh thank you, Bradley. Oh, God. Dude, he, he, oh, he, God. he told me, he sent me this album, and he said, Hold listen on. to it. You're gonna love the drums. Oh my god! <laughs> okay, okay. I'm seriously. So, and I don't, okay, I don't, I don't know if you picked up on it, but this song is called Mothra, and I don't know this to be. I don't. Godzilla? I don't know this for a fact. I just know it's true. In the in the intro, which is a pretty long intro, and for you yeah. listeners, if you are like this intro is too long and you skip this song, go back. God damn it! Go back and listen to it Dude, and get the rest right of the about- fucking song. Right about four minutes. Oh I, shit, dude! It was like four to five minutes was like peak orgasm. Oh yeah, like it was it was amazing. Like that whole minute was just like, <laughs> oh god. But in that intro, I think what he was doing with his drums was playing like the sound of a moth like smacking shit. 
That's what it sounded oh. like to me. Like when he was hitting the floor toms and then he's just going all over the fucking place on the cymbals and then back to the floor yeah, toms. Yeah, that makes sense. So, uh, yeah, I, I don't know for a fact. I didn't confirm that, but it, it is kind of what it reminded me of. But like, seriously, if you didn't listen to that fucking song because it's a long ass intro, go back. Now, Moose, before I get into everything that I have on this band, um, did, did they remind you of anybody? Uh, a lot of everybody. There's um, one band in particular, especially with that lead singer. Oh, lead singer. Uh, I have to remember his voice because I was I was really captivated by the drums <laughs> and and the rhythm. So I don't know this for a fact. Oh, wait, 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 wait. I'm 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 gonna say. I want to say two. Yes, exactly. Oh God, dude, nailed it. Yeah. Whew. Okay. Okay. This drummer is not Danny Carey, but he's uh-huh. super technical, and Danny Carey is known as for being one of the most technical yeah. fucking drummers. And what do I mean by technical? I mean, less emotion and more on time and just crazy fucking beats. That's yeah. how I define technical as a drummer. Um, but the voice of the of the the lead singer and Maynard James Keenan was very similar. So, like, if you like Tool, I recommend listening to their one album, The Crash yeah, of 47 it, in it 2004. Now, here's why there's only one album. So, um. The songwriter and guitarist, uh, his name was Matthew Slade, uh, OD'd on prescription drugs um, right after this album, certainly after this album came out, I think within a few years. And then in 2017, like 10 years later, the drummer, uh, who's named uh, Derek uh, Pardo, announced on social media um, that they were going to, they, they were getting back together. They were going to replace the guitarist. And they were going to continue. And this is, dude, this is 13 years after their album came out. But the lead singer, Joey Culver, died in 2020. And they haven't released details. Nobody knows how the guy died. And nowadays, the drummer has a YouTube channel with low-quality videos. I went through his video stuff earlier, dude. And, like, yeah, he's an amazing drummer. His video quality isn't very good. He has a whopping... 568 subs on you. That drummer, the guy you just That's heard, it? has 568 subs. Oh, he's about to get another one right now. I don't think he's making videos anymore. Oh, well, I'm going to go sub anyway. Okay. <laughs> Hold on. Just, just in case 13 here. years from now, yeah, <laughs> he posts another mm-hmm. video. But, dude, like this, this band, I, I, and you can't find the full story, just like Chumbawamba and a lot of other people on this list so far, they got a little wiki. You can't get a whole yeah, lot of the little wiki. And, and one thing that stands out to me, and you said this album was called, what was the album called? Uh, the Crash of 47. That, okay, there it is was released on May 4th, 2004. The album title references the alleged date of the UFO crash in Roswell, New Mexico. Was it a balloon that crashed? <laughs> I don't think it was a balloon. <laughs> too soon? <laughs> Probably too uh, late by the time this comes out. It says, Slade says, we're fascinated with some of these things. We're not conspiracy theory nuts, but it's interesting how the media covers up some stuff that obviously... That's obviously there. We have a pretty strong thirst for knowledge. Thanks, Nathan Slade. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, I mean, look, one of my favorite maps on um, Tony Hawk's Pro Skater 
is the Roswell map yeah where you like you break out and then you're like there's a ufo that comes mm-hmm. down you're like wow you're like bringing back memories right now because i haven't played yeah. that game yeah, since yeah. its original release right oh i played the hell out of the remake on ps4 ps5 um but yeah i dude i love the idea of roswell like anytime i've driven through like that like southern nevada type of new mexico arizona area they always have tons of like area 51 merch yeah and shit like that i actually have a uh a six-sided die that has like a, an alien face on it, and it glows in the dark because I'm a big D and D nerd. So nerds. why not? Um, yeah. Anyway, I feel like the world was robbed because this band did not, and I don't even remember. So their 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 big song actually is called Pencil you know? Pencil Fight. Uh-huh. That's their big song. It's got four million listens. This this song Mothra has two hundred and sixty k only, and you you know like I account for like ten of those listens. So not even yeah. 260,000 people have heard the brilliance of this album. And the drummer is the one that really makes it. The, all of the band, all the musicians um, on this album are great, but this drummer is a, he's on a different fucking level as we just heard. Mm-hmm. The entire no, album is no skip. It's just like this. It's fucking, <sighs> dude, it slaps. It, you know, and I've been getting into a lot of weirder stuff. Like I've always been into weird music. And especially like this metal type, uh, this is kind of metal esque. Sure. Um, like Mars Volta, you know, mm-hmm. you and I both love Mars Volta. Um, I've got King Crimson. I've got a vinyl of theirs that I love putting on. Like I would love to get more King Crimson, but like that weird experimental metal esque type of music. This was fantastic. I absolutely love yeah. this. Adam shit. And maybe maybe we were robbed. Maybe the Earth was robbed and he was abducted. <laughs> Who knows? Oh, and by the way, it's it's <laughs> Adam as in uh, like scientific Adams, A-T-O-M ship. So I, I strongly suggest you guys you guys look that up. So Moose, what's next? Oh, gosh. All right. Back down to earth. Yeah, top that. Um, OK. Mothra. Godzilla. OK, we're going with. Um. Let's see, you started, so I'm going to end us out. Yep. So I've got two more. I'm going to end us out on a high note, because I think it's going to be fun. Oh, me too. So I'm going to go with, I'm going to go with Gautier. Remember um, just somebody that I used to know? Shut up. Don't you? I just somebody that I used to know. Oh, my. You mean, oh, I'm sorry, you mean Twinkle, Twinkle, Little Star? Uh Uh-huh. First off, Gautier did not make that song brilliant. Mm. What made that song a pop hit was Kimbra. We all love Kimbra. Kimbra's amazing. No, I don't. I don't like anybody that had anything to do with that song. All right? We'll go over some Kimbra in a deep dive someday. We've had Kimbra Kimbra on the show before. Brilliant. Have we? Oh, we have. I think she was on a female artist or something. I'm pretty sure we had Kimbra. I hate. Uh, we I, definitely oof. talked about her. But I'll tell you what, Moose. Kimbra's brilliant. I'll tell you what. I've never heard another song by Gautier because I hated that song so much. Should I go yeah, into my you rant? Don't like, you, don't, you don't like the ABCs. You don't like Twinkle, Twinkle, Oh, okay, star. okay, I okay. Oh, hold on. Here, just for everybody wondering, and so I don't interrupt you when you talk about the fucking single and everything after the song. <laughs> the reason we're talking about Twinkle, Twinkle, Little Star, which is also the same melody as the ABC song, it is also uh-huh. 
damn near the same melody of someone I used to know. Instead of going twinkle, twinkle, little star, it goes twinkle, 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 little star. It's the same how I wonder what you are. It's the same fucking melody that they play on that goddamn yeah. xylophone. And yeah. I fuck. Welcome to music. Am I right? No, you don't steal from children's songs like that. Everybody steals from children's songs. <laughs> you show me a, a legit song that is the same melody as Baby Shark. Baby Shark. Doo, doo, doo. Oh, You're I'm welcome, sorry. everybody. Sorry, now parents. that's stuck in your I'm head. sorry, parents. Oh, it's better I'm than LMFAO. I'll say that. No, I'm so sorry. And that's Now that's in my brain for the next week. You're welcome. Great. <laughs> Every time I do dishes now will be that song. Okay. Uh, what I'm choosing is Gautier. Ugh. Right, we talked about that. Uh, the song is called "The Song Is Called Hearts a Mess." Okay, Life. this this was the first song when I heard Gautier on the radio when it, he first popped up. What like 2014, 2012, early two thousand teens. Um, I was I like I need more. I need more of this. Somebody I used to know because I loved it. Um, I found Hearts a Mess, which I think is his next most played song. So it's still pretty popular. You know, Moose, it's still up there. The fact that you, but you know what? That song is the reason we're not friends and we're family because I can't get rid of you. I love it. <sighs> now I will if say we, we my, were just if, friends. If, if I you get do, rid of you. you know, I'll I'll give you two minutes, and if you can't handle it for two minutes, you have another four minutes. You can run to the grocery store, <laughs> grab yourself some milk, some bread, you know, some cheese, whatever you need from the cheese. You know, don't buy eggs; they're too expensive right now. But you know, come back and uh, we'll be fine. <sighs> I'm gonna I'm gonna come into it with an open mind because I have literally only heard that one song that I hate. So let let's just I, do it. I love this song. Okay, hearts a mess. Hopefully, my ears won't be. Here we go. Oh, dude, I love, I don't know what it is about that song. I I don't know if it's just the, the, the whole flow of the song, like the vibe of the song, the, there's the orchestra that's kind of in there, the timpani, the, the harmonies, the, like the, the choir that's kind of in there. That's, I mean, it's all Gautier. It's all the one guy, but dude, something about that song. I, is just I like will say that I, I really enjoyed that song when he wasn't singing and when I wasn't listening to that, dun, 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 that just got way too repetitive for me. But mm-hmm, like mm-hmm. the the parts where like the drums kicked in and the strings and like like the instrumental of it was fantastic. Yeah, I did love that. Nice. I'll take it. Now, if I can only find a song that people sing to children <laughs> and find a similar melody, <laughs> goddamn it, it's gonna happen. I'm good. Oh, it's gonna happen. It's gonna happen. So what what do you what do you got on this song? This song has I mean, was this song not a hit? It's got 32 million listens. Or was it just it, never it was never a co- it, commercial hit? Yeah, it never like made the airwaves. Like it just didn't it's got listens because others like myself probably went on Spotify or when they found Gautier, they're like, oh Gautier, this is the new like this is like that new shit. Like, we got to get on this. And then they were like, oh, his stuff's kind of weird. <laughs> Not really for it. <laughs> like, that's like, Heart's a Mess is a good song, like a decent song. There's song like Smoke and Mirrors, which almost made the cut. Eyes Wide Open, which almost made the cut. Like, I definitely was going to play Gautier because I know you hate 
somebody that I used to know. <laughs> so like Wait, you I mean was literally determined. or <laughs> I, I'm, I, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm super serial right now. Well, I'm glad you knowing that I'm not going to like something is mm-hmm. motivation for you because when I was putting my list together, I would. I was hearing things and I was like, you know, I think Moose would really enjoy this. And so it's nice to know that our whole co-hosting relationship is very one-sided. <laughs> you dick. Uh, because. Uh, you know what? The audience loves getting a rise out of you. <laughs> they want to fight you. <laughs> fight me. <laughs> no, so like, dude, Gautier's been out since, what, 2007 is his first album? Which, I mean, well, first single, I guess. He had two... One song that came out in 2007. I don't know. He's been around for a little bit. Like, somebody that I used to know was, like, the big hit in 2011. Um, This song, Heart's a Mess, came out in 2006 off of Like Drawing Blood. And that album is actually pretty good, considering it's weird music, like we've discussed. Like, I I like weird music. Um, He hasn't released a whole lot since then, like... 2011 Making Mirrors is the album that somebody that I used to know was on, which again was it was really Kimbra that made that song good. Like nothing when she made came that in, song good. It was Kimbra. Um, he had another single come out in 2013, and it just like plummeted. There was nothing there. Like it's that was it. And then I don't know what he's been doing. He disappeared. I'm not. And we're still wondering about his one hit, so. <laughs> well, uh, th- you know, j- just to prove my point, okay, mm-hmm. I'm going to play mm-hmm. something that I saved for last. Actually, I saved my, my two last songs, Adam Ship and the one I'm about to play, because I'm like, you know what? I think Moose is really going to like this one, and I don't think it's something you've heard. You ha- okay. Have you ever listened to The Darkness? Oh, my God, I have. I scream them in the car from day to day. I I am not ashamed of loving the darkness, and I put it on just to make my wife uncomfortable because the music video is so bad for their number one hit song. Um, uh, the the number one hit is I believe in a thing called love. I believe in a thing. I believe in a thing called love. Yeah. So, dude, that shit's a banger. Eighties hair metal coming out oh, in two thousand three. Oh, yeah. So, Glam metal for the new millennium, mighty guy. Dude. Hell yeah. So this is Black Shuck, and this song fucking rocks. Here we oh. go. Oh, I'm so hard right now. <laughs> oh, man. Woof. Dude, that... Oh my god! He, and he got he had a little Axl Rose in there. There was like this na 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 like God damn, that yeah. song kicks that, that ass, was, dude. I love the darkness, <laughs> guilty pleasure. I don't care who knows it. They are so ridiculous, so eighties glam metal in the new millennium, and they're just oh my god. Do they get the blood pumping? They're they're they are on my gym playlist. No, no, they to, they totally should be. Um, yeah, I I thought it was great. I just recently listened to this song and I'm like, this is one of the ones my my cousin was like, dude, you need to go listen to this. And I'm like, fucking goddamn, this song kicks ass. I was like, holy <laughs> shit. And oh I was God, making yeah. stank face. And real quick, I got to point this out when um 
Oh, who was performing? Oh, it was at the Grammys. It was at the Grammys. Uh, uh, There's a lot of people that performed at the Grammys. I know. Harry Styles. No. Uh, 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 Oh, no, it was Stevie Wonder. Oh. With um, Chris Stapleton. And that's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so Stevie Wonder, Chris Stapleton. Oh, and uh, um, not Otis Redding. Fuck. No. I'm looking at his face. I can see his um, face. Uh, 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 you know what? Smokey While Robinson. you think about that. Okay. Okay. Yeah, that's right. And if if you watch, you can see The Rock doing the stank face. That's, I remember that. Uh, yes. The Rock did the stank I, face. I thought it was awesome. I'm, I'm, I'm hot take Like here. he smelled what they were cooking. It had to be done. <laughs> and no, I didn't pre-write that joke. That just came to me. I was like, he's, he smelled what they were cooking. <laughs> okay, hot take. Um, I don't care for Chris Stapleton. Okay, fuck I off. thought, no, 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 yeah, hear me out. For the Gram, or for the, yeah, the Grammys. Yeah. Right? Which I discovered that the Grammys. Oh, for fuck's sake, dude. Stands for like gramophone, <sighs> which is their sim- which is their little trophy. You texted thingy, me this, right? Yeah, I-, I was like, "Oh my god, dude! I'm watching the Grammys now, and the gra- Grammy is like a short way to say gramophone, which is the name of their little their little you know golden trophy thingy that they win for being <laughs> to, you know cute or whatever." To which I like, texted you back, "Wait until you see what they give out at the Woodies." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> wait. And I was like, what could it be? Oh, my God. Um, and, dude, I saw, like, all this controversy. Because I, I watched the Grammys the day after they premiered. And all this controversy over Sam Smith and um, I forget. I, oh, yeah. I forget Devil who he and every, all that nonsense. Had to do it with. I was just like, I, I watched it and I'm like, are you fucking kidding me? Like, this is. This is the satanic <laughs> shit. Everybody Scalco came out. What are you doing? <laughs> what, what are you, what's going on? We, we don't dress like these people, okay? Like, yeah, I just, I, I, remember I was, I was like anticipating something like extreme. Yeah, you know, like Will Smith slapping somebody. But no, <laughs> it was just somebody up giving a performance for a song called Unholy. What would you expect? I, I don't know, but I will say this: like, LO Cool J's uh, walk through uh, hip hop and and rap was awesome. I, Love that. I love that Questlove designed that whole thing. Like he came up and got everything situated. Like Questlove is the one that yeah. like choreographed or not choreographed, but like coordinated yes. everything. Um going back to Chris Stapleton. Oh, yeah. The reason I have beef, the hot take oh, I have Jesus. here. All right, listen to me. Mm-hmm. Chris Stapleman, I'm sure he's a great guy. I'm sure he plays a fantastic guitar. He does. He didn't he didn't at the Grammys. Why? It stood there draped around his shoulders. And he played it once. I mean, if that's all the song called for. No, 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 no. You can at least pretend to strum it or do something, you know, play along with the song. Even if it's not, even if you have your volume down to zero, I would rather than just having it sit there and your hands to your side or holding the microphone. It's like, why is the guitar there? Why are you going to, why why is he going to play guitar when he doesn't have to? It's not like Stevie can see him anyway. But that motherfucker Dude, Stevie, Stevie Wonder was I mean, can see. all can over. See. <laughs> we Stevie we have Wonder a friend. <laughs> we, yeah. we have a friend who who said this 15 mm-hmm. years ago that mm-hmm. Stevie Wonder's not really blind. 
he, yeah. he, he needed a gimmick. And then you, you think of uh, uh, Shaq. Uh-huh. Shaq's got a story where he said he walked into a room. He was at a party. And Stevie Wonder was walking up behind him and needed him to move. He's like, excuse me, Shaq Diesel. And and Shaq was like, what the? I don't know, man. He was walking around that stage pretty easy. And as I'm watching the performance, I'm looking at my, I'm yelling at my wife going, who's letting him walk around like that? There's cords everywhere. Yeah. I don't know. Look, look, (laughs) I love conspiracy theories as much as the next, you know, tinfold hat man. But uh, I don't love him that much. I don't know. <laughs> so anyway, if you haven't listened to enough script, dude, Chris Stapleton has a, has an awesome song with your boy. My boy. Timberlake. Oh, I, love, I do love Timberlake. Dude. And when the two of them, bruh, mm, <laughs> bruh, I'm, I don't think you're giving Stapleton a chance. All right. Cause even okay. though Tennessee whiskey Stole it's 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 instrumental from I'd rather go blind, even though that's the case, dude. His vocals in that song are amazing. Parachute. Okay. Okay. Bruh. I will give him a chance. I'm just saying for the Grammys performance, he had a guitar. He didn't play the guitar. Maybe he was maybe he was sick. Who knows? He still gave the rock the stank face. Okay. And the rock, rock did give the stank the face. Rock gave the I stank face. And if the that. rock gave the stank face and raised an eyebrow, I mean, you 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 gotta accept it. And you know what? How how pleasant was it to have um um Adele? Oh my gosh, Daily Show. Oh, Trevor Noah. Yeah. Trevor Noah. How pleasant was it to have Trevor Noah like present the whole show and be like the host and not say anything like overly controversial sure nothing like it was just it was a pleasant performance like everything went really smooth i enjoyed the whole show the unholy to the the rap battle or the rap show like everything was great i enjoyed all of it yeah like it was good. there was nothing that was like oh you know they really shouldn't have trevor noah because xyz who cares it was. I thought it was great. No, Tre- Trevor Noah, his, his performance was spotless. The only person that didn't enjoy themselves was Ben Affleck. But <laughs> <laughs> why was he there? Because J Lo. Yeah, because uh, J Lo presented. I don't think she got an award, right. but she presented. And Beyonce broke the record for most Grammys. Everybody's yeah, all pissed that she didn't get Album of the Year. It's just like, dude, Beyonce's got everything. What do you get? Yeah. The woman that's got, that has everything, Album of the Year, Grammy, obviously. But yeah, yeah. Obviously. Anyway, close us out. You know this whole this whole Grammy speech has just got like it's gotten out of control. <laughs> with everything with about the, the Grammy stank, so the stank face. You know, and Huba stank, Huba stank <laughs> did the stank on the stank face. And that's my ridiculous segue, dude. Okay, when Huba stank first came out. I remember this song. This is this is the song out of control. This is the first introduction to Hoobastank I remember as a as a youth. Youth. And then there was um their big their big hit was The Reason, which I'm sure you remember. Yeah, that's Everybody the only remembers. song from them I've ever heard. Right. Yeah. This was the first song I heard. I've heard about three or four tracks, and then after I want to say two days ago when I was starting to build my list and listen to songs, I was like, Hoobastank. Yeah, they had the reason. That's a one hit wonder. They were. Dude, 
I'm going to listen to more Hoobastank. I'm not going to lie to you. They have like a weird mix of like Incubus and like early Linkin Park kind of vibe to them. I love it. This is Out of Control by Hoobastank. Yeah. So Dude, that song rocks. All right. I, I see. I heard what, what you were talking about with Incubus. I, I heard yeah. I heard some Brandon Boyd in there. I didn't really hear any Chester, but the overall feel of the song for me just it sounded like you could have almost just left everything as is and replaced the lead singer with Chad Kroger. It, so- okay. it sounded like a Nickelback song. I don't know why. It, it just Interesting. did. But I I, he- I I hear what you're saying with Brandon Boyd. I, I heard a few parts where I'm well, like, eh, okay. So the reason I bring up Brandon Boyd or Incubus and uh, um, Linkin Park is back in um, the early 2000s, late 1990s, mm-hmm. when both the bands were kind of like up and coming. Right. Um, Hoobastank is from Agora Hills, California. Mm-hmm. Right. So the same area as Linkin Park. Uh, Linkin Park's L.A. Is Linkin Park not from California? L.A. Chester's from Arizona, but yeah. Right, right, right. Lincoln Park is L.A. Um, Incubus is from... Long Beach. Oh, gosh. Is it Long Beach? For sure. I thought they were from, like... What's, that, what's the one that starts with a C? Uh, some small Conor town Lincoln. in... That's not it. Costa Mesa. Nope. Keep trying. Cantaloupe. Cantaloupe. Cantaloupe, Cantaloupe. California. <laughs> Anyway, Hoobastank started playing gigs at the local venue in, um, oh God, what city is already, I already missed it already. I'm thinking too many, Agora Hills. Okay. Wow. With Incubus, like they started playing shows together in like 2001, like early, or late 90s, early 2000s. And like, uh, they started playing shows at the Cobalt Cafe and Lincoln Park used to also play there. Incubus used to play there. They recorded their first full-length album release in 1998 called They Sure Don't Make Basketball Shorts Like They Used To. <laughs> That's a funny name. What the f- They don't, actually. No, they don't. they don't. They really don't. They're much longer. They're much longer. <laughs> um, but they, they basically grew up together as, as bands. Mm-hmm. Um, and they all went their separate ways, obviously. But... It's just cool to see like this band that was like really good and played with other bands that we love um, all in Southern California. And they had like that one hit, The Reason, and then kind of just disappeared. But like I listened to a lot of Hoobastank the past couple days Mm -hmm. and I'm I like it, man. I'm really for it. I want to listen to more. So I recommend everybody listen to some more, you know, and I'm kind of going out of, I'm out of control on (laughs) how much music I'm listening to. So there's that. Okay. Yeah. I mean, it it wasn't, it wasn't bad. I I never really liked the reason. Um, And I'll be honest, like one of the things that like turned me off was the name Hoobastank. That just like, I, I, the the name was a turnoff. It's got a bunch of different like origin stories. Um, the one that's most popular, that I think is most prevalent 
is somebody had like when they're in like a green room or they were rehearsing or something like that, uh, somebody had farted, and the other person was like, "Yo, who's that stank? Who but stank? Who's the stank belong to?" I hate and it. it kind of just like evolved into "Hooba stank," and it became a slang for the group. That's what I've heard. That's a rumor. I don't know that. Well, for thank fact. you, Moosh. I hate it even more now. Well, great. <laughs> Let me see uh, if I can find something. That's nah, okay. Uh, yeah, right. <laughs> so there we go. This is. Oh, it. Wait, 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 wait. I figured it out real quick. <laughs> what? The band has provided a variety of explanations for the origin of the band's name, band's unusual name, I should say, and it is unclear where it originated from. Claims have been included that it was a mispronunciation of a German streets slang for someone who owns many sneakers or a word the band came up with while they were joking around. So it could be a mis- mispronunciation of German. I don't know. You speak German. That doesn't sound German. Fair. I don't think stank is a word in German. Stark <laughs> is, but I, I don't think, I, I mean I'm not a I'm not a German dictionary. I, I don't I don't listen to or I, I've never read the you know Wilhelm Webster's dictionary. Um, Wilhelm. Huh? Wilhelm. Oh yeah. See see I'm all fucked up. I'm not even doing my W's yeah. correctly. Anyway, uh yeah, this, man, this was a hard list to put together. It really was. Yes. This this I mean this I had difficult. I had some fun. I had some fun doing it. There was a lot of crazy artists that I discovered. Yeah, I am happy. I am happy that I, I did find uh, you know a f- uh, a few different things to look into, like like Dishwalla. Like I, I'm loving everything I've heard from them so far. So mm-hmm. I mean that yeah, yeah, that was that was cool. And you know, speaking of German, you know what we're doing next week? Uh German folk songs? No. Oh, nine, uh, nine international. Oh, international, but, but international, not only excludes the United States, it excludes England as well. Oh, so non-Western quote unquote music. But if you find like, I don't know, I, I think, uh, yeah, I, I think England, I, I think that We'll we'll say English speaking, almost. Like no, that's a little hard. Okay, England, Ireland, Scotland, U.S., and Canada. None. They can't have originated from there. Okay. Oh, oh! I've got a list already. I'm thinking of. I'm gonna pull out some Brazilian. There's some great Brazilian music. Mm-hmm. Uh, definitely some like um, Afro uh, Latin music, mm-hmm. fantastic. Yep. Um, I'm thinking. Oh, 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 Russian. Oh, I've got a Russian artist. Ooh, okay, I'm excited. I got a Russian okay. artist too. I'm pumped. Yeah, this is gonna be a this, and, this is gonna be oh, a fun one. Japanese. <gasps> oh. oh. Audience, uh, if you can you, see the look on Moosh's face right now. Oh my god, baby metal is on my list. I'm I'm just saying it right now. I made a, I made a promise to play a particular Ramstein song the next time we nope. had an the next time I had the opportunity to put him on here, and it's a fucking banger, and I can't wait. Okay, that's the only okay. one I'm going to give away. 
But oh, God. yeah, so we're going we're going international next week. Oh my gosh, I'm so excited. Yeah, there's gonna there's gonna be some good shit. So thank you okay. for uh, for joining us and and uh, <laughs> you know we it, it's funny it was like a month ago we did they did what hey what this this may have been another episode where we should have given the warning to like not listen to this while you're driving around with your windows down but uh <laughs> next week i promise there, there's gonna be some good shit like international music is amazing there's gonna be some great yeah. fucking stuff that i can't obviously moosh can't wait for i can't either so until then follow us on twitter send us an email to the cut music one uh, at the cut music one on twitter or the cut music one at gmail.com uh spotify profile and the show the cut music one that is a number one in all cases and just a reminder we will only have our playlists up for 10 weeks for each episode so this yep. when this comes out this is going to be episode number 26 i think so you'll be able to have access to episode 16 through 26 episode 16 just to give you a time frame of how long that seems like that was that was our '90s episode. We we were still doing our our fucking uh, the series oh, yeah. that we ended a few weeks ago. Yeah, seems like forever. So, anyway, hope you guys enjoyed it. We will talk to you next week. All right. All right. Peace.